Recording in progress. Hey folks, here we are. We are live. It's Wednesday, the 8th of December. And, and it is going to be an amazing, amazing day today because this is reveal day. You know, on Wednesdays, we do software calculators and proof. This is Truth Wednesday of every week. We focus on truth. I'm Tom Young, and I'm here for AnchorFM.com podcast called Money Shifts and Facebook Live at the Family Money Farm Group. You need to belong to this if you have a if you truly care about your financial future and you want to maximize the results that can be yours simply by understanding the rules of the road, the rules of the game, the rules of the financial system that we all have to navigate through and work through. We start every day with prayers for everybody in the world that has been touched by this China virus that has been launched and released out of this Wuhan lab in China. Uh, it, it is amazing that, that uh, I don't know, somehow we're afraid to admit that, but the truth is becoming more and more obvious. But our prayers go out for everybody that has been impacted by this in some way. We pray that the Lord above would give us strength and guidance so that we can navigate our way beyond this and get back to some assembly uh, of, of real life. We also pray for those who have lost loved ones during this period of time. And especially we pray for the loved ones who have been lost, that died alone, couldn't even have visitors while they took their last breath and passed on. We pray that the Lord above would outstretch his arms and gather those into his kingdom of heaven above. In Jesus' name, we pray. I don't want to take a lot of time today because the video is about 12 or 14 minutes long, and, and I want to make sure that we have time for that. This is going to be an, a revealing video. Believe me, a revealing video. You want to watch this video. Our quote today, Pope John Paul II, the worst prison would be a closed heart. Interesting quote. The worst prison would be a closed heart. You know, we think of that and we think of gratitude every day. What was your couple things you wrote down this morning that you're thankful for? Those things of gratitude. We all should every day start our day with an attitude of gratitude. And, and that assures us that we're going to have a positive attitude going forward each day. Now I'm going to I'm going to bring up I'm going to share my screen and and we're going to we're going to watch Todd in in his uh, little bit of video here. Uh, let me clean up the screen so I can bring him up uh, and and. Uh, are you going to get big? There it is. Okay, so we're going to get big. And we're going to share the screen. Share the screen. Screen number three. Share. I don't want it to be that big. 
about the software today, it's about the message. It's about what it says. What we want to do is talk about something that's really very misunderstood or not understood at all. And I think it's to some degree just by design. But we're not taught how to how interest rates really work. This is not just from the standpoint of clients, but advisors as well. Um, again, it works, I think, to the advantage of the financial institutions. So I want to go, in order to try to bring this forward, is to go back in time a little bit. Anybody remember what bank rates looked like in the 80s? Very high. We saw CD rates. I mean, they did bump up above 10%, but they didn't stay there very long. 9% was kind of a number that everybody expected to go on from now on. It seems impossible to think about bank rates in that, in that area, but really that's where Universal Life came from, isn't it? Um, back in those days, the insurance companies were having to compete with the banks, and as a result, they came up with Universal Life to try to do that, and that's where we are with that now. But if we look back there and we take that 9% time frame, there were a lot of people that took early retirement packages from banks, other places. Why? Because the money, amount of money they had sitting in the bank, at uh, 9%, that was as much as they were making employed. So lots of, lots of people went that direction. At the same time, the banks were charging about 15% on consumer debt. So car loans, those kind of things were running about 15%. Most people were taught to think of interest rates as we can subtract one from the other. So we can take 9% was their cost, that's what they were paying depositors. Subtract that off the 15% they're charging people that are coming in and borrowing money from them, and they've got a 6% spread. 6% spread's correct. What we don't tend to do is break it down into actual dollars so that we can see what's going on. And that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to base it on $100 just to make it easy. Let's say Kim deposits $100 in the bank and they're paying 9% to their depositors. How much are they going to have to pay her to rent her $100 for a year? $9, right? Okay. So let's put that in as present value cost. Now what if I come along and I need $100? bank's rate of time is 15%, how much are they going to charge me to rent $100 from them per year? $15. Now, are they going to give me their $100, or are they going to sublet Kim's $100 to me? They're going to sublet Kim's $100 to me. So they're going to pay, they're going to rent $100 from Kim for $9, then they're going to sublet that to me for $15, correct? So they've got a cost of nine. In the future, they're going to get 15 per year. It's not 6%, but 66.67%. Does that make sense? So think about it this way. If I'm in the hardware business and I can buy hammers for $9 and turn around and sell them for $15, I don't call that a 6% markup. That is a 66.67% markup. A bank is like any retail business. All they're doing is marking up money. Okay? Now, just real quick, we go to the next one. What, um, actually, give me another future value calculator, or a, or sorry, give me another interest rate calculator. Why does the bank rent Kim's money to me instead of putting their own money in the deal? they don't have any money, that's, <laughs> there's a lot of truth to that. 
but it's it's from leverage and leverage in finance really works the same way it does in physics you take a little bit longer stick and move it a long way right i mean it's, it's a similar concept if we take this and let's look at it if they had rented me their money how much money would they have in the deal they'd have the full hundred in there right not just the nine dollars they used to rent kim's money they'd have the full hundred dollars in there so their cost would be a hundred get 115 per year, which would only be 15%. So through leverage, using OPM, other people's money, they can turn what would have been 15% into 66.67. Are you with me so far? Okay, so 66.67%, how many businesses have the luxury of operating with a gross profit of 66.67%? very very few okay so the banks were doing pretty well as we get to the end of the 80s everybody remember what happened to the banks then right we had all kinds of problems banks going out of business the snl fiasco we had uh, republic bank of texas the largest bank in the country went under in fact the fdic did not have enough money on deposit to pay off the depositors from that one bank. They had to sell it off for pennies on the dollar in order to shore up the depositors for the FBI insurance to see insurance they had. How could that be with that kind of profit? It's a good question, but what did they do about it? Now, Alan Greenspan was head of the Federal Reserve at the time, and he shifted his thinking and decided that if they lowered interest rates, they could generate consumer spending, and that would bail the banks out. So all of a sudden, we saw those 9% CDs ratchet very close, quickly, down to about 3%. Now, what do you think happened to the people that were that took those early retirement packages and were living off that 9%? It was pretty devastating. A lot of them trying to find new jobs, right? <laughs> That's how Walmart expanded. There you go. <laughs> All right. So it'd be funny to see a graph and see what the correlation there was, wouldn't it? <laughs> All right. So uh, what he did, we saw the CD rates go to 3%. Now, they kept their spread the same. So if the spread was the same, the same 6% spread we had over there, it means now they were charging 9% for their consumer debt. Same 6% spread, no difference, right? Well, let's see. Let's base it on $100 again. So now they're going to pay Kim $3 for $100. And they're going to charge me 9 to borrow $100 per year is now 200%. That's what bailed the banks out, and it did it almost instantaneously. I mean, we saw it within a couple of months. The banks went from going under to making record profits. Why? that right there. Now we look at that and say, well, something, something couldn't be right. This is no way. So let's look at it like this. Let's say $9 is all the bank had to do their investing. That was it. Okay? In this scenario, all they can make is $6. Is that right? Everybody understand? They put $9 in, they make 6 Okay? With the same $9, how much do they make over here? 18. 
So they make three times as much over here. Guess what three times 66.67 is? It's 200%. that make sense? Okay. Now it's interesting. 200% profit. Who, what business has the luxury of that? And yet we still had to do the TARP bailouts? How did that happen? You could give money away to Mexico, you knew you were never gonna get back. With that kind of profit, it would cover it. How in the world did they get in the kind of trouble that they got into? And what did the TARP money do? Did, 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 well, let's go back to what it was designed to do first. So we were supposed to bail the banks out, give them all this extra money, and they were going to open up lending so that it would fix mainly businesses, correct? Did that happen? Why not? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Um, Part of, part of the issue was they had all the, the mortgage buyouts. But another piece of it is this. Now if you'll get me another rate calculator. What they did, they were getting money for zero, quarter, half a point from the feds, right? Let's do it as high as a half. So put a half a point with their call. At the time, Treasury were running about four and a half. Now think about this for a minute. Who, who paid for this? The taxpayers, right? Who pays the interest on treasuries? The taxpayers. I mean, this is brilliant from the standpoint of the banks. Because what they did was they borrowed money from us at half a point. They bought treasuries with it so that we paid them the interest on the treasuries at four and a half per year. They made 800% without any risk. Why would they loan money to you, because you're a liability, if they could do this? Does that make sense? Now, has money freed up in the last couple of years, a little bit, from the banks? Have they been loaning money? A little bit, why? Where are treasuries now? Two? 300% is pretty good, but if they invest in treasuries, that's only one turn on their dollar, okay? Up here, if they can do this, they can do this about five times in our banking system with the same dollar. How do they do that? Um, actually, if you will bring up, it's amazing. This is she's going to bring up a publication from our Federal Reserve Bank. They've got all kinds of books out there. Keeps the public. Isn't that something? This is a publication from our Federal Reserve. It's a comic book. I think that's probably appropriate. Okay, it's coming straight from the Federal Bank in New York. You can actually order hard copies. They have them online now where you can order the PDFs. Um, there's no cost, I think, on the first 25. But anyway, scroll down to about page 8.
Okay, that's pretty hard to read. Um, okay, but right here, hey, that helps. Slide it up a little bit now. <laughs> All right, so let's say you pay your landlord $5,000 a month for your factory space, and your landlord deposits your check in his bank across the street. Scrolling up. 10% reserve requirement means your landlord's bank could lend up to 90% of the $5,000 or $4,500 to the owner of the pizza parlor next door so he can pay for his new kitchen. The pizza parlor owner will give the construction company a $4,500 check and the head of the construction company will deposit the bank down the street. With the 10% reserve requirement, the construction company bank down the street could lend up to 90% of the $4,500 or $4,050 or to the owner of the movie theater across the street. Deposit that $4,050 check in his bank, and with a 10% reserve requirement, he can lend up to 90% of the $4,050 or $3,645 to the owner of the bookstore so she can buy new books. With an original deposit of $5,000 in just three transactions, three banks got $13,550 in new deposit and made $12,195 in loans. So basically, we've got $5,000 of real money. We've got $12,000 of loans. Of course, this is just three of those, at least five, that they plan on doing with that. There's another publication, and it talks about for every billion dollars the Fed's inject into the monetary system, they expect it to turn into five billion almost overnight. Well, folks, you see what I'm talking about when I talk about how banks make money. This is so critical in understanding this. Uh, it, it is it is absolutely, absolutely amazing to see what really happens when people are making money out of nothing. Uh, I'm going to end it there for today. I'll be back on Friday, and, and we will review this on Friday. We'll go through it again and just talk about it and, and uh, see what we have to do to, uh, to make it work. Uh, but it is absolutely amazing the things that we see and, and what we are trying to do and uh, make people money. Get my new book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You go to cfo-project.com and, and then uh, you can put in your name and email address. You'll get an email with a link to be able to download my new book cover to cover. When you do it at cfo-project.com, you will get a second link for the new ebook, Financial Mastery Coaching Blueprint, that breaks it down to a very daily, what do I do each and every day of everything I'm doing. So God bless you. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.